Welcome to Coloring Company. I'm Paige and I'm Christine. Today is week four of Lent and a bunch of other crazy yes. stuff that's been going on because yeah. God is great. Life. And that's, yep, that's the real answer. <laughs> Life be crazy. God be good. This week has been especially exciting. Um, but we, it, I don't know if I haven't touched first and second Peter a lot at all. I've kind of just been meditating on what we have talked about last week Yeah. because then Joshua and Matthew jumped into my life again and I had to like, look at them a lot. Mm. <laughs> it was all very good. The one thing I did. So the one thing I wanted to say about, uh, the message from, first Peter that Peter is talking about to you know this circuit of churches and you know generally the church I think is the suffering for righteousness sake mm. that was chapter two right or was it uh was I it? think it's chapter one it probably was it probably was uh, or three it, you know uh, it could have been chapter three it, it was one? three <laughs> Chapter oh, chapter. Three. Oh, chapter, yeah. Chapter, chapter four, three, verse 15. Make sure that none of you suffers as a, as a murderer or thief or evildoer or as a troublesome meddler. But if anyone suffers as a Christian, he is not to be ashamed, but to glorify God in this name. Yeah. Well, I think that's a repeat of what he's saying in oh, chapter three. I mean, not a, re a, a, a reiteration. Re yeah. a, um, he's kind of just saying it again, yeah. which is important in scripture when things are repeated. That's like, on Good purpose sign. right we've talked yeah. about that yeah so uh, the idea that we're suffering for righteousness sake it really hit me this time reading it i think it's um um here it is um oh i'm so sorry it's like what credit to use it for suffering um uh, discipline i guess for suffering like if you've done something wrong oh yeah and you're suffering for it what credit to you is that like mm -hmm. that's just what that's should be done yep. it's just right but then if you're doing good and being a christ follower and for that you're suffering and endure it that is that's what's the word that he uses it I mean, righteousness, that's to be, do you see it? Do you see it in your, no, you will be blessed, blessed. It might be the word I'm thinking of, mm. um, having a good conscience verse 16, so that when you are slandered, those who revile your good behavior in Christ may be put to shame for it's better to suffer for doing good. If that should be God's will than for doing evil. Okay. Um, oh, is it chapter two, verse 20? For what credit is there if when you sin and are harshly yes. treated, you endure it with patience? But if when you do what is right and suffer for it, you patiently endure it. This finds favor with God. Yeah. Okay. So that's, that's a, he says it at least... <laughs> 
so many times. A few times. Yeah, he's definitely repeating this um, idea of, you know, it almost, it, I feel like someone somewhere in scripture <laughs> conveyed the idea that you will suffer outside of Christ himself saying like, mm. uh, bear, your, bear your cross, pick up your cross and follow me. Like, I feel like it's repeated as well that, oh, I wish I could remember where, but we will, like suffering is guaranteed right. almost. Yes. Anyway, um, but what I've also come to see is that suffering for righteousness sake, I'm seeing more that that doesn't, um, that doesn't exclude anything that isn't oppression. Like it includes um, suffering, maybe uh, monotony for righteousness sake, like choosing to continue in a mundane thing because anything else would be disobedience kind of thing you know like like that's what I'm kind of seeing through the experience of Lent as I'm I'm not I didn't commit myself to doing anything I didn't participate this year but uh thinking about what your family's going through and just the idea of being kind of self-inflicted like it's still God is still pleased with obedience and humility no matter what the context is he is pleased by that and that's what i'm thinking about suffering for righteousness sake recently doing the nursery uh serving in the nursery at our church is currently it's very uh labor intensive because it's not their building it's a school and creating a safe and inviting place where toddlers want to be from a classroom full of desks is like a feat (laughs) Yes. It is an extra special thing when someone is willing to make that happen. And I feel like that's something I would be unwilling to do a couple of years ago. Like right. God has done something in my heart to make that seem good and necessary yeah. <laughs> instead of just a waste of time. Let everyone get babysitters and come to church without their kids. You know, like that would have been my attitude a couple of years right. ago, you know? And that's almost our attitude here when the nursery wasn't like able to really serve us at this church. We knew that this church was a good place, so we wanted to stay. But anyway, suffering for righteousness sake, Christ also says, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Yes. And I've noticed that every time I think about how much work this is like just this morning I was sorting through a bunch of stuff that we need to you know consolidate the bins that we have to take out of storage every week um so I'm sorting through stuff and I just started getting really excited and started singing the little nursery song give me oil in my lamp keep me burning and I just it all started clicking together for me that like I've heard this all my life and I know I've had this experience before, but in a different way, but this time just to experience that, like the burden is light. Like, yeah, I'm kind of ragged and coughing and not uh, getting enough sleep, but I'm also full of joy and I know this is good work and I feel so emboldened (laughs) to share Christ with these small kids and encourage their families because that is they're weary too i know they are um it's hard work to raise a human and um 
you know, it, but it's good work. And we know that God has told us it's good work and we're made for it and it's good. So that was what I was thinking about relating to Peter at all. But I don't know if it, did you get any further in Peter? Did you read more? I didn't. I did not. Okay. I feel like I've really been dropping the Peter ball. I well, and the reason is because I've got so many other Bible studies going on. <laughs> so, I know that's something that's interesting. Anyway, yeah, yeah it's like going. how many Bible studies can one person manage? Mm. This week, specifically, this week is different from other weeks. Is I've been asked in my Sunday fellowship to lead the John study through chapter seven. Oh, yeah. So, um, well, my husband and I, but we had a weird discipline issue with our oldest. He's 11 and we homeschool. So usually at school, it's like a teacher's managing homework and schoolwork and like tests and perform academic performance in general, but it's me Mm. at home doing it. (laughs) And the principal that I can send him to is my husband. So... Mm. (laughs) Um, we had to do it this week. I mean, he, wow. you know, he's got a list. He knows what he's supposed to be doing. He's getting to an age where he needs to start managing his own schooling um, instead of just me constantly sitting with him. Because I just literally don't have the time in a day to sit with mm. three different children at three different levels doing all their different subjects and all that. So, yeah. Um, yeah, so he's got his own and his and I chose a curriculum that's designed to slowly integrate that and like teach him how to do it. But anyways, nice. he chose, you know, because he's got this new freedom to check his own checklists. Uh, he just chose to like check the box, but not actually do it. And mm. on Fridays, I kind of go through and do grading and discovered what he hadn't done and was like, you have to do this. You don't get to just skip it. Like, that's not how this works. So he lost (laughs) the time with his friends on Sunday after church. We still went to church and he still had like children's church time and whatever. But afterwards, Mm. when we eat lunch, eat the potluck lunch with our friends and they get to like play in the gym and play together with his friends, he went home and my husband took him home and he did his schoolwork during that time. Um, Wow. And had to miss out you know, on all that fun. Mean parents. Hard. It was so hard for me. I know. Discipline. Imagine how God feels. Just kidding. Real. I don't know. I don't know. He's heartbroken, right? And he talks about how grieved he is at hardened hearts constantly. Anyway, your son, keep going. I want to hear the end of the story. mm. So, um, yeah, he's fine. He like, I I think he learned his lesson and I think that it was good for him and he, you know, um, Mm. is going to be fine. We're approaching, obviously it's Monday, so we're starting a new week and he's got his new checklist and hopefully he just does it all. Um, he moved through the hard consequences that he had to deal with. And it's so funny Mm -hmm. because I feel like such a, I feel it's such a pile of goo. <laughs> like, how could mm. I be so soft? Like, of course he has consequences. He's 11. Oh, <laughs> I see what you're saying. Oh, yeah. 
you know, it's because he's not suffering for righteousness sake. He's suffering for discipline's sake. He's suffering for training's sake. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's, it's not a feel good kind of suffering. No. Like it can be. Like it can be. (laughs) Yeah. So Lent this week has been really good. (laughs) Speaking of suffering. We are doing, uh, (laughs) yeah. Let's see where we at. Okay, kids, what's the first we're going, what's the passage we're going over for Lent? Mm. 52, 13 through 53, 12. Okay, good. That's my note. <laughs> I love that they <laughs> know go. it. Yeah, it's great. Nope. Um, so, sorry, I'm trying to turn in my Bible. Why can't I get there? It's like <laughs> I'm trying to find it in the 40s. And you don't have 10 ribbons in your Bible. I know. I don't have enough ribbons in my Bible. (laughs) Listen, I read the whole Bible every day and John (laughs) and Peter and Isaiah. Okay. I need more ribbons. Need it. (laughs) All right. Bibles, Bible publishers, hear (laughs) us. Hear us. (laughs) So we're on 53, seven, eight. Oh, frog. Hold on. Mm. <coughs> yeah. Mm. <laughs> Can I get Ready? my voice back? There we go. Yay. So we're on Isaiah 53, 7 through 9 this past week. And so I just want to mm. share the teaching real quick. Um, line by line here. Here we go. He was oppressed and he was afflicted. So I didn't know at the beginning of the week like what to say about this. <laughs> They were just treating him poorly. But I think the thing was that the word oppressed means something different than just being, than afflicted. Like it uses both words, oppressed and afflicted. Mm. So being afflicted, I I told the kids, I was like, you can be afflicted with illness. You can be afflicted with mosquito bites. You can be afflicted with grief. I mean, it's so many things. It Mm. just means something bad is happening to you. And the source is like anything. But oppression is different. And I didn't, I couldn't figure out how to explain it, except I finally was like, okay, it's who's hurting you is what oppression is about. Like, I'm not being oppressed if, I have another frog. Yeah, you do. (coughs) Where are these coming from? It's like Egypt. That's right. So Afflicted um, with frogs. (laughs) You can be afflicted with frogs. Um... So. I'm way too lighthearted for this conversation. I'm no, so right. <laughs> I'm so sorry. No, it's forgive good. me. It's I'm gonna get back to well, I don't know. Yeah. Where's your solemnity, Christine? Yeah, exactly. Get on a reverence is... in your heart. I, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's because I'm dealing with nursery kids. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, keep it light. <laughs> but no, it's serious stuff. They should know. Yeah. So oppression isn't like somebody breaking into your house and stabbing you (laughs) it's Mm, mm. the powers that be Mm. pushing you down or keeping Mm. you from goodness somehow and it doesn't even have Mm. to be specifically the government but it's just society expectations it's sort of it's like an ex- a widely accepted power source that is keeping you that is 
keeping you from goodness that is causing you harm mm. right so here right. it's uh, in in Jesus situation it's the the Jewish council or whatever um, uh, mostly and they recruit the government to oppress right. Jesus right right so that they was do. that kind of yeah, that was that was the insight. For That's the good line. Um, and then it goes on to say, yet he did not open his mouth. Um, and I ha I can't just do the one line here. Like a lamb led to slaughter, and like a sheep that is silent before its shearers, so he did not open his mouth. Um, so this is talking about how he didn't cry out or struggle or scream in pain during the physical affliction, but also oh. that he didn't um, make a case for himself or say, oh, that's not what I did. Uh, don't, I'm not, you're being, I'm falsely accused. You know, like he didn't. Yeah, he didn't. Anything like that. Um, he didn't like, quote unquote, stand up for himself. Um, mm -hmm. He just allowed himself. He purposely allowed himself to be sacrificed on their yeah. behalf in a wrong way to illustrate how wrong they were. Like, that's yeah. what's going on here. Um, and so, by oppression and judgment, he was taken away. And this one, it's oppression again, but it includes this word, judgment, which means they didn't just, like, for no reason do it because they didn't like him or whatever. They actually like charged him with blasphemy and decided mm. on purpose that he was guilty. Mm -hmm, they, mm -hmm. They'd been thinking about it. It was for a reason. It was evidence based. Yeah. They did it on purpose and they judged and everybody judged. They, they even allowed, you know, the crowd to yeah. say what about barabbas you know and they were like no tell jesus you know so he was judged yeah. by everyone so mm -hmm. the judgment of the world uh -huh. fell on christ and he was sacrificed to that power just to show how how backwards it is, how wrong, and how there's, we can't, we can't make those judgments. When we do make those judgments, it's sin. And it's the plucking of the fruit from the tree of good and mm -hmm. bad. You know, it's like, it's just the, it's just, we think we see it and we're like, yeah, this makes sense to me. I'm going to take this fruit. Look at it. So good for wisdom. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> And for eating, you know. And for eating, yeah. <laughs> so, it's, yeah, it was, yeah. Yeah, it was the same thing. It's like they all, as, a, as the, you know, the world at large just was mm -hmm. like, yeah, kill Jesus. That's the one. That's the choice. That's the good choice. Right. You know? And right, it's just right, right, right. to be so wrong. Okay. Um, mm. Oh, gosh. As for his generation, and I stop right here because I say, okay, generation mm. in Old Testament is in Hebrew is not how we think of generation. Like we think of generation as like the people around your same mm -hmm. age. It's like your peers yeah. and all of the people right. on the, it's like has to do with your age. But in yeah. Hebrew, I think generation has more to do with, um, it's like 
it's like family line. It's, it's like all the people related to you, your, your ancestry sort of thing. So here I'm pretty sure that it's just talking about the Jews. You know, it's like the sons of Abraham, the faithful, the people that thought they were serving Jesus. Okay. <clears throat> Israel, basically, or Judah, mm-hmm. or Judah, what, whatever. Um, I don't know. Who considered gonna... that he was cut off out of the land of the living for the transgressions of my people to whom the stroke was due? So nobody realized, even though they, the Caiaphas, the high priest, like accidentally prophesied that he was going to die for the nation, right? One man to die for the good of the nation, for the good of the people or whatever, for the good of many. Mm. Um Oh. I love the wording of this, I don't though. I this. Okay. Um, I need to reread it. <laughs> I, I loved the wording of this because um, it says he was cut off out of the land, right? Which is one of the curses of the Mosaic what? Covenant. And then it goes on to say the land of the living, which means death. So it's linking exile with death here, which is oh. what... It's so like being cut off from the land was the death of the nation, right? But Jesus is taking the place Hmm. of the nation and his death is him taking the curse of the nation on. So Israel was supposed to be taking, Israel was supposed to be taking on that death to, you know, to whom the stroke was due. It was due to God's people, which is Israel, right? And that's what oh, I need you to read this Isaiah line again. Okay. What's the the whole line? Yeah. As for, for his generation, who considered that he was cut off out of the land of the living for the transgression of my people to whom the stroke was due? Oh, I see. I see. I see. Okay. So it's you. all these <laughs> different layers. And when you take yeah. it like phrase by phrase and then mm-hmm. compounded on top of each other it's like all the meaning lever levels like come together and it compresses yeah. it to and it's so perfect because that's what jesus does you know he's like yeah. he's dying for the nation of israel he's taking those curses on right and it, yeah yes and that and when you go back the whole point of the nation of israel was to reverse the curse in the garden which is which is for everybody, you know, it's for just mm. the whole planet, not just the chosen yeah. people, right? It's like yeah, 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 yeah. the plan was to, okay, well, Adam and Eve failed. So let's try Abraham and his family. And then let's see if the nation can follow the rules. And, you know, it's, it's anyway, mm-hmm. so it's just, yeah, it's really yeah. cool. And so oh, cool. oh, man. Okay. So next, uh, verse nine here, it says his grave was assigned with wicked men. And so that was, he was just going to be buried in a tomb with like all the other, you know, rabble or whatever, all the other like people who are crucified for bad things. Um, yet Mm -hmm. he was with a rich man in his status. Yeah. The, the grave of the unknown basically. Uh... Yeah. Yeah. But then we know Nicodemus went to buy that tomb from the rich man and mm-hmm. nobody had ever been buried in it before. Yeah. And it was like an honorific thing in society for him to be buried in a brand mm. newly, newly hewn cave. So it was Nicodemus. I thought it was Nicodemus. Was it not? 
Probably not. I don't know, but that would I be interesting. I thought it I didn't know he showed up again. Yeah, well, he does okay. show up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, hey now, Nick. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's maybe. maybe. We should look that up. Hey everybody. I'm looking it up. Go look it up. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we want to do in this by guest is make you go yeah. look it up. So <laughs> Encouraging mean moms. Bibles. Just kidding. <laughs> oh man, yeah, that's right. Mean moms. Uh, because that's what you call this podcast. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> because he had done no violence, which we know, mm. which is crazy. Because you know the Bible is so confusing sometimes. <laughs> because yeah, yeah. Jesus <laughs> Not... like braided uh-huh. whips to like whip people in the temple isn't that violence like what's going yeah. on you know but wait what did he do that in the cleansing of the temple yeah the cleansing when he of overturns the, temple. the tables does I he know. braid a whip yeah i only yeah. i focused on matthew's account of it so yeah. i didn't look at the all of them contain this account so i, I, I should have looked i don't remember if john does i don't think oh john totally does it's probably where the braiding happens and why you know oh. it so well oh i'm just probably. kidding yeah. <laughs> john <laughs> but either way it was nicodemus it was no, no. oh no. dear <laughs> something about um joseph oh shoot never mind we're gonna look it up later <laughs> okay nor was there any deceit in his mouth right so the reason he got this new new tomb is because mm-hmm. he had done no violence nor was there any deceit in his mouth mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so jesus is perfect and he didn't do any sin basically right right that's what i went on to teach the kids about that so that actually brings up a good point about violence yeah. um because that's a huge question as you go through the old testament right like yeah, man. how do you reconcile jesus who did no violence with the violence totally that occurs in the old testament destroying like genocide on all those nations yeah. that were in the land of canaan Wait, was that the last sentence in the that you the the that last part it. of the that phrase? Was the last okay, week. that was the last of this week's teaching. Yep. And then I go on. And Did I the, read your the kids ask about? Oh, okay, cool. No. Oh, okay. I just always curious. give them a time to ask, but I think they're mm. too. They're just absorbing. At yeah, they're just point. absorbing at this Sponges. point. They're not quite ready. Which is though. not a bad thing. Be like, wait, wait. Yeah. Well, no, Heidi did have a question. But it was, it was, it was, I, I can't even remember what it was, but, um, it was more like, you know how kids will be listening to you and then they'll ask a seemingly completely unrelated question. Yeah. That's what it was. She just asked something like, wait, it was something, it was like something about the flood or something. She was like, wait, why were there seven Mm -hmm. animals at the flood or something? And I'm just like, Heidi, it's not, why are you? Do mm-hmm. anything to do with this? <laughs> yeah. She was jumping around. Yeah, she was trying fine. to connect. It's fine. Things. She was. Her, it's she cool. Was, yeah. But <laughs> but I was but I was confused and I didn't know when I was like, well, answer your <laughs> question. But I don't understand why that has to do with Isaiah. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> so that was our teaching last week. But you know. Nice. The Lenten season and the reason we do any kind of fasting at all mm-hmm. is to dedicate more time to prayer and to mm. um, 
make sure that we aren't making any idols and that we're worshiping who we ought to be worshiping and to like go out hmm. and confront the yeah. discomfort of serving our God before it sneaks up on us like a thief yes. in the night, you know? Yes. So for sure. Interesting um, phrase Lent. there. <laughs> and one of the reasons, remember the mm -hmm. my worship pastor friend who invited us to share in his misery of Lent uh, told yeah. us that it was always every year a surprising and wonderful time of growth in his like marriage and ministry and parenthood and I was like sure <laughs> but, <laughs> but as I've already you know testified to this has been a wonderful yeah. season of growth and revelation it's cool and so this I wanted to share a little tiny snippet of what this week's revelation to me was um, because, mm. you know, I think revelation is something that's really hard to share um, because it's so personal. It's something that happens in your spirit. Yeah. Usually it's not a new truth. And so whenever you try mm -hmm. to share revelation with other people, you're basically just saying something that everybody knows. And they're like, <laughs> yeah, we already knew that we all what? Like we give me know, oil like, in my lamp. It's like, yeah, it's like keep it burning. Jesus, Jesus died for our sins, so we don't have to. And everybody's like, oh, "Yeah, yep. man, we yeah." Thanks for joining the program. We're all on that page already. What? And you're like, "No, that's not what I meant. It's this thing, totally. and it was amazing revelation. I don't know how to say it right." Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, like that's I know. that's the conversation I that I feel like exactly. I'm having with people all the time whenever I have some yeah. amazing revelation. So it's yeah. like revelation is like, like okay, it's like it's like something you already know. You have it in your mind. You can explain it. You have rationale. You can reason it out. You can show the logic. You can answer the question on a test. You can like you got it you can explain it you can you can even teach it to somebody else like with metaphors and you know you can really you know it right you really feel like you know it all the way but mm -hmm. revelation a lot of times is this illumination that reaches okay. your spirit and your spirit and your will changes your words your actions and the lens through which you see the world it's like the truth becomes real on this level that you haven't had before and um it's mm -hmm. just it's new and revolutionary to us even though the real truth like on the yeah mind level isn't isn't new so Mine from this, <laughs> mine from this week is about, um, like the, the evil consequences mm. of feminism in the family. Mm. So this idea that we're the same as men, I think we're equal, you know, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. equal to men. I, I, that I, that hasn't gone away. I still think that. <laughs> and I <laughs> honestly think that the Bible says that. Um, right. But we are different. 
And the beauty of the difference is something that I have a hard time making real, um, I think, in my life and how I live it out. Mm. And so woman was created when he separated woman out from man the ability to birth new life is what god chose to give women and not men and the womb Mm. is this magical i mean i don't have another word for it magical place where the spirit which is not a part of creation leaves the father and comes down into creation and enters Uh. the new life the new human being and it's the closest thing that we have to a location of heaven and it's (laughs) yeah it's mind-blowing so i'm like taking a minute oh my goodness yeah it's the entry point of the spirit for yeah. all spirits on the planet is the womb inside of conception's body. Yes. Wow. And so Interesting that thoughts. is yeah. as close as we can get to home because our spirit's <sighs> home is not earth. Wow. It is with God. And so Timeless that place theme. is, is, is home and it's in mm-hmm. women. And so wow. our role is to be home. We, whenever a person mm. sees their mother or their, and when a man leaves his mother to, to be with his wife, she becomes that home to him. She carries, this is really good. <laughs> she carries she carries that comfort and love of a place where he belongs, where he doesn't have to have a guard up, where he can be vulnerable and held and loved. Mm. Where, wow. where all of our genuine <sighs> um, weaknesses and strengths can be open and Mm -hmm. held um Mm -hmm. so that's that's my role in my home and it's something that it naturally comes to me to to me as a mother when i'm holding my baby and when i'm nursing Mm -hmm. my baby and when i'm and even my older kids you know i know when they have a problem they hurt themselves they um they need help or when they're happy and they're excited and they're so proud. Yeah. They run to me, you know, as the mm-hmm. place of comfort and home and, and a place where I can share with them whatever they're going yeah. through. And when a man leaves his mom, mm-hmm. that's my new role for him too. It's so, really interesting, right? Yeah. It's crazy. Gosh, it's it's interesting. like, so, so that's, and 
and we proverbs 18 22 when a man finds a wife he finds a good thing right yeah, that like yes. explodes in my brain now yeah that that's such a good thing yes okay well and i'll anyway. tell you the connection between the mother and the child in the womb is similar to the husband and the wife we still share that physical space with a unity in the marital bedroom or whatever it's like that's a yeah. big major part of it and a lot of women wow. i think and maybe mm -hmm. just couples in general struggle mm. with that aspect through different you know <laughs> Yeah, different trials that happen in their marriage. And I think mm -hmm. for me, I just, it really came to light that that's a critical part of it. And that, you know, mm. I do have the role of iron sharpening iron, being a good friend, um, right. correcting, yeah. rebuking, and be giving over, uh, just as a member of the body of the of Christ, you know, um, but that, that can't be a part of it. You know, it's like, I don't need to be corrective there and, or, or really mm. at all. And my role is to be a home and, and that I can, cool. um, let go of the burden of needing to, dish out consequences to my husband mm. and instead oh, right. just be a loving yeah. place where he can oh. land and and be corrected by the holy spirit that's Let hard enough right Jesus yeah do that and um it uh i'll tell you oh, wow. it was like it's been it's fresh new i'm sharing it right now because it's fresh this week but i oh, already cool have had like this conversation with my husband and like oh. made changes in my marriage. I mean, I was convicted. Oh quickly. my gosh. It took Eric me, found a good thing. Like 24 <laughs> days, 24 days, 24 hours. I mean, it was, I had to, I had to allow that part of myself. I visualize whenever I find something that I can see myself sinning over I crucify it in my right. mind. Oh, wow. And Interesting. I let yeah. Christ, mm. I let, I let Christ resurrect me. Yeah. It's such a, it's such a powerful, like, tool yeah. to let go mm -hmm. of sin. It's like when I realize I've been doing something for so long, I just... I visualize yeah. myself screaming, you know, I visualize, I like personify mm. that and I visualize yeah. myself screaming and, and being nailed to the cross and like dying <laughs> and then Christ, mm -hmm. Christ takes me down and I'm resurrected alive with him. It's such a That's good the picture powerful picture so yeah i was able to whew, 
go through that. We, we have the and, like, in baptism on the other right? side. Yeah. In awesome. Baptism, we have awesome. That. So I came through the other side and I was able to just in humbleness and humility mm-hmm. through Christ have this conversation with my husband and tell him and apologize and wow just immediately (sighs) my whole home is warmer kinder everybody's attitude is so much better it's just praise god that is amazing beautiful it's and it's not like it's not like it's not like before this I was living in some terrible, awful, like I wasn't like, no, it's a heart thing. And yeah, Yeah, it's not like, gosh, there's some problem I need to solve. You know, it was just like, once this happened, it just, you don't know until you're convicted. Yeah, exactly. I didn't even realize how not, how different it was until it changed, you know? Wow. It's really been amazing that is so good it's really that's really so good to hear that's so So, good i just i just want to pray for all our listeners right now anybody who's hearing this i just want to pray for you father for any for any woman out there who's listening right now and who is married or has children Mm -hmm. or a family and wants this or hasn't had it or is experiencing a new revelation god i i pray Mm -hmm. that the holy spirit would move on her to Mm -hmm. realize to be illuminated in her spirit god to see her role to see it as powerful and to see it Mm -hmm. as beautiful and created by you as mm-hmm. the crowning glory of your creation on the sixth day. It was the last thing, the greatest gift, God, that you gave us as men and women separated. Mm-hmm. Father, that you would allow this woman to integrate this into her life, into her home, and into her marriage, and that you would allow her and allow her and her husband and her marriage to be an example of that a bright shining light to all the people in her family in her in her community god everybody that sees them and knows them that you would make Mm -hmm. this change in their lives and that you would just Mm -hmm. add blessings and blessings upon them and allow Mm -hmm. their cup to overflow to everyone around father Mm -hmm. i just pray in jesus name Thank you, Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I like so many thoughts have come out of that. Just I am so so. I mean, there's a lot to think about still, but um, the idea that you were conveying that a womb is like that's people throughout history talk about wanting to crawl back into their mother's womb it's like and you get into the fetal position for comfort like all of these things are just like undeniable in the human experience and And we know that other cultures too have like worshiped women in the womb you know right exactly it's time it's like throughout history all over 
and my one of the women here at my church um she's going back home for a few months um and she said the she said something that stuck with me and um this just really brings it home uh she's been here for you know years at a time serving um in several different ways <laughs> but yeah. she um and they're an older couple their children are grown and in the states and they have grandkids and um she said it's not it's a temporary goodbye i just have to go home and you know touch all my children mm. and it stuck with me yeah um it stuck with me because I think it's something that maybe I'm seeing in just reading the Old Testament along with the New um, right now. I just had this wonderful um, kind of visual where Jesus is in Jericho um, bringing salvation to the house or was seeing salvation come to Zacchaeus and his household, you know, and um, reading in Joshua, how much, you know, how much darkness is in Jericho, how much rebellion and hard-heartedness and that he commands it to be gone and uses people to dispel it. And then Jesus has to come as a man to dispel it for good right like for once and for all and how just jesus walked all of this land where so many all of his his children yes um just went through so much and and god is described at like as a mother hen at some point and that's like one of the only references that he's has any femininity like that aspects but of course if man if man and woman were created in his image then that is it only makes sense that a woman would experience like how deeply that sentence hit me to touch all my children yeah and how my mother you know has alzheimer's and how when she was living with me in the very, you know, recent stages, early stages. Um, one of the things that I made a point to do was um, touch. Yes. Physical touch. So it doesn't matter how old you are, you'll always miss your mom. Yeah. And uh, it doesn't matter if you never knew her there's a desire in you to know your mom. Like anyone who's been adopted or lost them in childhood, it's not necessarily to the memory of her um, that you miss that makes you sad. It's the absence. Um, but um, thinking about that and how Jesus <laughs> was and is and will be and God is unchanging and um he's always seen us as his children and just how hard it must um <laughs> hard it must be to convey those thoughts yeah 
so anyway i as a mom i also am like thinking about my kids and last night my oldest told me that she wanted to sleep in my room she wanted to sleep in my bed with me and i said bernie you're fine you can you're you're fine to sleep in your room like your mommy needs to really rest tonight because today was hard and long and I need rest so I can be awake and able to work tomorrow. And Bernie said she just wanted, like, she didn't want to feel, she didn't want to be alone. I said, well, Bernie, you know, you're not alone. You know, who's always with you. And she said, God, God is always with me. And it's still like like makes it gives me pause every time she says something like that because I'm like almost in shock like oh I hope you believe that I hope you yeah. believe it with all your heart right. I, I hope it's not just parroting because it's so important and so true and oh I just hope so bad that she believes that yeah. and um but she qualified then not qualified she added to that she was like but I still like being next to you I like yeah. being next to you and near you and <laughs> for some reason because this woman had said that for my church like 20 minutes after Bernie went to bed I crawled into bed with her and she was fast asleep I don't think she remembers that I was even there but I just had to give her a hug and I had mm -hmm. to touch her I had to be with her it was so interesting yeah. that just like I know God is with her but there is something very important about like community and each other and love and brothers and sisters and mothers and fathers, all of the good things. Anyway, kids, kids, kids <laughs> and their needs. They're so demanding. <laughs> God must be. That's the other thing. God is never exhausted by this. Yeah, right? Like He's he has all tired. the emotions. Yeah. That's yeah. Um, actually does he grow weary of the grumbling is that something that happens i don't he know does, we can yeah look it up but but in not in like how patient is he to so anyone who can <laughs> endure or suffer rebellion like for real now that yeah now that we have kids <laughs> we can or you know anyone who works with kids anyone who works with someone who's rebellious they know it's not easy to suffer. So anyway, for, <laughs> for um, Jesus cleansing the temple. Oh yeah. I've noticed a lot that it's like the temple is arranged in a way that illustrates our hearts. Yeah. Like when you're talking about being a spirit person mm -hmm. <laughs> and um, <laughs> that illumination, right. It is like, he is the light. Yes. Um, and that's how our hearts are changed and softened and renewed. And Jesus cleansing the temple was the lesson for the nurse, for the older kids. And in the nursery, the goal is to just kind of echo what the older kids are doing, because there's probably older siblings who have the family can work easily with that. Yes. So I loved getting to think about how the temple we're the temple um god lives in our hearts mm, and yes. 
that when Jesus walked into the temple and saw all the corruption and all the oppression and the disadvantaged poor and the, you know, he just was, that was the, that was the breaking point. Like this house will not see that. No. Yeah. And people complied. That yeah. was all straight. Like people complied and the, it was the Pharisees who were like, oh, this guy, this guy's ruining things. Yeah. Yeah. So, but he was actually making it right. Um, yes. So the toddlers, I had these toy coins and masking tape. Oh. So I masking taped or, you know, and we put the masking tape over the coins or under the coin onto a wall with a masking tape heart shape and so we had the kids just take the coins off and while they did that i explained that jesus saw people in the temple doing really selfish things and he decided to clean it up and he cleansed the temple he cleaned up the temple to make to do what was right and that's how jesus cleans our hearts too. He's the one who makes our hearts clean. So let's thank Jesus for being obedient to do God's plan. And so so we could see his love and you like then having them repeat, thank you, Jesus. And just hearing them say, thank you, Jesus, these two and three-year-olds. It's just, it was the same feeling I got with my oldest when I was like, oh, I hope she believes that. It's just like, thank you, Jesus. Yes, I hope, I pray all of these kids learn to look at Jesus whenever anything good happens, whenever anything terrible happens, like Jesus is the one we look to. So that's the, that's also hitting home for me. I feel like it's been an interesting week. It's been a packed week. It has been such a big week. I mean, I think about wombs all week now. Yeah, really. <laughs> and just right, kind really. of, part of me wants to poke holes in that page. Part of me is so like, this is ridiculous. But another part of me is like, but it's so true and good. But yeah. another part is like, uh. <laughs> it's so I love it. I love that. I love it. Yes. So that's our podcast today. We hope you <laughs> we hope you enjoyed it, but we also hope that um, it does what God wants it to do, and that we're you know speaking from our hearts, not to not to please men, but to please Him, and we just hope that that's a blessing to you too. Um, I'm certainly blessed by it. So if you want to, you know, reach us. Um, encourage us or you know tell us we're wrong you can (laughs) you're totally allowed so we're on uh we have a facebook page and um we're on instagram our blog is www.color in the letter n company.com and our email is color and company blog at gmail.com and we'd love to hear from you Um, and we'd love to hear your thoughts too and what god is doing in your life especially as moms it's so hard that's right do well moms yes do it to it (laughs) we're praying for you we're praying for you